This is the ZMAR Podcast. Elite Benefits of America helps small and mid-sized companies with their health insurance programs. And now, your host, Butch ZMAR. Welcome back to the ZMAR Podcast. I have David Greenwald. I appreciate you come joining us on the show. Thanks for having me. It's really a pleasure to be here, Butch. One of the topics I wanted to talk about briefly is uh, the employee setting. So employers try to do wellness programs. Not all of them do. We have large, mid-sized companies that really don't have a serious interest in, in doing it. And so then it falls back onto the employee when it's not provided. But even all wellness programs, even when I look at it as a benefit advisor, they're not great. They're there to put a carrot in front of a, uh, an employee to kind of keep them moving, create some incentives. Yeah. I think most of the time they fail um, yeah. to a lot of degree. The employer just feels like they're throwing throwing money out there to try. But right. what are what, what? Just a couple ideas in the workplace on a regular basis. What can some people um, do? Just a couple tips of hey, how can I make this better than I'm doing right now? And I know meals was probably one of it, and then of course activity because we sit in a chair most of the time. Well, yes, and I there's no way in heck I'd recommend for an employer that they try to manage this. Don't, yeah. I, I don't mean mm-hmm. don't deal with it. Of course, right. deal with it. It's incredibly mm-hmm. important, but don't, mm-hmm. even, don't try to, don't try to manage it. And also, um, regardless of whatever the wellness offering is, if there is one, mm-hmm. um, it's going to take a village. So let's say that someone's got on-site Weight Watchers, just as an example, as I find that, mm-hmm. you know, from time to time, people, uh, you know, Dave, we, we, you know, uh, we've already got, we've already got a program, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and let's just say it's on-site Weight Watchers. It's great. Now you've addressed 10% of your people that might do it, you know, and it's also a been there, done that. It's so huge and been around for so long. And it's also primarily women driven. And I don't mean that there's plenty of men that do it, but that's because they have 5 million members in Weight Watchers. So there's going to be, quote, plenty of men doing it. But as a percentage doing it, it's not plenty of men doing it. So it's very, you know, female oriented generally as far as who will, who will uptake, you know, that. So, and I'm not knocking Weight Watchers. What I'm saying is that Whatever you've got, let's just say that you do have something that's weight management, obesity oriented. It's not enough. And the reason I know it's not enough is because your workforce is getting heavier and more out of shape every single year, two years, whatever you want to say. It's not mm-hmm. moving the needle in a significant way. So mm-hmm. that's kind of that's kind of a, a one thing. Another thing is that what I find a lot of companies do is they bring on, quote, wellness that is extremely generalized. It's like going to a primary care doctor when you've got a liver issue. That's Mm -hmm. a place to start. It's fine, but they're not a specialist. They don't specialize in obesity management. And we are like laser knife specialists at obesity and weight management. So Mm -hmm. going to a specialist, obviously they're going to have much more depth, much more uh, detail. So I think it's important that employers look at that. The other thing I found too is some of these things are set up and some of the wellness offerings are set up as you know, and I know I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but they're set up to make it look good. Like what'd you have the people do? They filled out a survey. Oh, what was your uptake of that? 85%. Wow. That's compliance. I mean, these people, they took a survey. It took them almost five minutes and then we gave them 25, 50, 75, a hundred dollars for filling out a survey that is not behavior change oriented. Mm-hmm. It doesn't cause the person to do anything. 95% of the people who did it, did it solely to get the thing. 
They barely paid attention. They were clicking boxes so fast Hmm. as they were doing this thing. But they'll compare it to a comprehensive behavior change oriented program as though there's any similarity whatsoever. Well, we had 85% compliance with this thing, Dave, and we only had 55% compliance or whatever with yours or, or, you know, something that's truly comprehensive uh, in in its approach. And you go, that's just, that is not, you know, a good comparison. So, um, so I, I think that what you're offering should have the chance Mm -hmm. to move the needle in a in in a measurable way and the other thing is that i think that we don't come at it this way with companies but i think it's important too that if if you're working first of all again i think it's important if you're trying to address workplace weight management wellness obesity that you are working with somebody who specializes in that and add it to anything else you've got going on. It's going to take a village. Add it to anything else you've got going on. It needs to be as turnkey for the employer as possible. It needs to be as easy to manage. It needs to be as hands-off as possible and not a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. Um, the data needs to be aggregately available, uh, not individually, you know, uh, HIPAA, you know, in violation, and all that stuff. You, you, I think it's just really, really important that that it is that it is considered integral into the company's life because this is becoming unsustainable what's going on where the direction that we're headed you know the 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 course that we're on um and then removing that risk so uh, i'm I'm only hesitating i'm only stumbling on my words (laughs) because i i normally stay as far away as i can from making anything sound like it's pitchy companies should be concerned about wasting money on this they should Mm be So we don't make it a risk at all for the company. The employer shouldn't have to pay. That's how we address it. Mm-hmm. The employees will pay. It will be based on what the, uh, the what the employees want, whether they're willing to uptake. And then mm-hmm. on the back end, only with success, only with success as a part of the plan, the employer can then reward on the back end in some way when the employee student, so to speak, does a, does a certain minimal level of blah, 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 you know, mm-hmm. um, and it can be attached in a number of different ways, but it doesn't need to be something that costs, costs an employer anything up front. It does need to re- be able to re- uh, provide a return on investment. And I think that it should be a, I think weight management and obesity should be added to anything else you've got going on at, at, from a specialist sure. view. Sure. Um, just because we know that what's what's being offered right now is not universally yep. working. One thing I want I want to touch on because now you you have the workplace and it is what it is. But like on the executive level, and I made a comment the first time we had talked was, you know, the one thing I I've noticed throughout the, you know the twenty years or so I've been in business is a lot of the client or not I wouldn't say all of them, but there's a percentage of clients and it seems like it keeps growing is we have people. That's, put a stake in the ground. They start this company just like you did back in the nineties. And, and, and they just got busy, right? They got busy with life. They got busy building this company. They build it up hundreds of millions of dollars, whatever it might be. And then their lifestyle totally takes it. And and there's so many executives that I, I meet that, um, 
are 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 heavy like and yeah. so and this may be no different than the employee base conversation but i i just thought you know hey maybe you got some comments on like you know these successful um business owners executives because there's so much demand in the workplace and at home for that matter that pulls them away and maybe you have some comments on that yeah, absolutely you know the thing about being a leader is leadership is you know i guess loosely you know the ability to kind of influence or guide others um, or entire organizations, groups or entire organizations toward a common task, right? And so as a part of that, the leader feeling their best is far more likely to have a positive influence on their influence and leadership because they feel their best. Their communication with people, which is going to be critical to the leadership, is going to be better in the sense that they're going to be in a better emotional place, better mental space, and they're going to be thinking more clearly, you know, as they're more fit, as they're eating more real food, as they're taking care of themselves. The thing is, is that so many leaders are so consumed, and I get it, with taking care of everybody else. They've got so many people that rely on them, and they want to make sure everybody's taken care of, and they've got pressure, and they've got stress. And they're the ones that people are looking at to, you know, direct and solve and help or to help be a part of the, the, uh, you know, the, the tip of the spear on how are we going to get through this? How are we going to work through mm -hmm. this? What's the best way to manage this? And so the pressures are there, uh, leaders feel it. And the, uh, the lifestyle, um, is also quite contributory to it. There's, there's, uh, uh, out, you know, going out to eat meals, there's, um, uh, celebrations, there's entertainment, there's all the client meetings, there's all the things that, that go into it that can be contributory and obesogenic, right? Mm -hmm. That we have to, you know, think about and work through. These are all things that can be, that can be worked through, but these, these are real, these are real factors. You know, the leaders that we work with, no matter who it is, a leader in any, in any genre you want to pick also wants to feel just more legitimate, authentic confidence. Mm -hmm you know, and to feel respected and feel confident when they, when they come into the room, when they lead the meeting, when they, um, when, when whatever. And, uh, and all of that goes into them taking care of themselves, uh, better putting themselves a little higher on the priority. And I want to say this, people will say sometimes, you know, I can't really focus on this because I can't put, I, 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 I've just got too many other things that are priorities. I can't put it in the number one spot, Dave. It's not required to be in the number one spot. It'll never be in the number one spot. What's going to be in the number one spot, I found this just kind of universal, is the things that allow us to earn a living. I mean, I hate to say it, but it's just, it's just what it is. That goes in the number one spot, and it can flip back and forth with the number two, but it's people that rely on us and, and the people that we need to serve, whether it's family, the uh, employees, um, shareholders, whatever it may be, whoever it is, the people that rely on us, those that and earning a living will stay in that one and two spot. It just as we've got to keep a roof over our head, we've got to be able to pay the bills, we've got to be able to do the things that we need to do to live in this society we live in. The highest fitness is ever going to get, and I found this almost universal for all of my successful students, is that third spot. But it needs to be in that third spot more often than it is. So 
sometimes people will go, I can't do this because I can't put it in the number one spot. Don't worry about it. It doesn't need to be in one or two, but get it into the third spot. You know, have it as a high enough priority where it's in that third spot and uh, put your own oxygen mask on. Mm-hmm. You know, flight attendants tell us all the time, put your oxygen mask on before you try to help others. The you know, reason being is that if you're not here and you're not breathing, you can't help the others. And the thing is, is that we know that leaders want to help. They want to serve. They want to make sure that um, they're doing all they can for their organizations and for those who do count on them the most. If you want to be able to help others the most, you've got to take care of you because the better you feel about you, the sharper you're going to be, the better your communications you're going to be, the better your energy is going to be, the better your mindset, attitude, positivity, all of the things that are necessary to be an effective leader are going to be positively impacted if you take better care of you. Well, well said, well said. So I'm gonna we're gonna wrap up with um, what you keep uh, mentioning. It takes a village, right? And so you created a village, your own village, to help these people. And uh, it's like this university of people that come together. There's accountability. There's um, sounds like camaraderie. Like and there's a lot of interaction. And, and of course, there's input and advice and growth and all this stuff. Can you share a little bit about this university that you had put together to help these people in the village? You bet. So uh, Leanest Lifestyle University is what it's called. And again, I've been doing it virtually since 1999. So I haven't met 99% of my clients in person. Okay, so it hasn't stopped us from being able to help people in this virtual space. So for us, when the pandemic really hit, it was just a natural train. We were already there, you know, so... <laughs> We were already doing this. And then, you know, as more people were needing us, as you said, because of the difficulties that were exposed because of the pandemic um, and then all the changes, people coming back, working remotely, all of this stuff, um, the extra anxiety and the stress of this and that and all the political climate and you name it, all the factors that have gone into the changes since since COVID. We've, we've been here. So, you know, when someone starts with us, we want to meet them where they are. You know, someone who's got... 10 aggravating pounds they haven't been able to lose in two years, despite their best efforts, you know, or keep lose and keep off. Um, that is a different person with a different goal who maybe they're already active. Maybe they're not. Um, that's a different person than the person who's three, four, 500 pounds and has 150 or more pounds to lose um, and has been struggling for 25 years. Um, it's just a different person. And so while each of us Fortunately, as humans, we've got a heart located mostly in our chest cavity, a couple of kidneys, a liver. We've got anatomical parts that are fairly similar. Our physiology is fairly similar. But as individuals, we are unique in what we're going to need. So we want to meet clients where they are. We are going to address nutrition and exercise. Our program is flexible and adaptable to their culture, to their preference, to their tastes. You know, what are they wanting to do? Um And so, and then we also want to meet them, obviously, on the exercise part. What are you doing? What can you do? What are your limitations? What do you like to do? You know, Mm -hmm. have you ever liked to do anything physical? You know, some people Mm -hmm. just don't, you know, Mm -hmm. they, they hate exercise with the white hot passion, you know, so we, we've worked with that to people who run ultra marathons, but then we're going to, I say it this way, and I don't mean this literally, I can teach you what you need to know about nutrition for health and fitness in about an hour. I can teach you what you need to know about exercise with regard to health and fitness in about an hour. Hmm. But what's going to keep those two things consistent and in a direction that are, that is going to support your goals for you hmm. are going to be the other pillars, which we've got to address 
call it uh, will why power driving willpower. You know, um, we've got to address compulsive overeating. This is this is the village. We've got yeah. to address mm-hmm. emotional fitness. What are the mm-hmm. things that have us feeling better each day? The things that have us being better life managers, making those better decisions in the anxiety stress moments. That's that. And then what level of personal, professional, spiritual support does someone need? So those are the four other pillars that go into it. Most programs cover just tiny little bits of emotional fitness, if anything, and they cover nutrition and exercise. They don't address the why as much. They don't address that willpower. Um, they don't they don't address compulsive overeating. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. You talk about a, an animal in and of itself, something that is so prevalent, much more than people realize. It can be mm-hmm. a real showstopper if it's not addressed. If people want right. to say, why didn't it work? Because you didn't address compulsive overeating. It literally can be that important. And then did they have, like you said, personal, professional, spiritual support? Did they have accountability? Did they have a coach checking on them or someone checking on them who really cared about them uh, from the position they're coming from or the position they're starting from? So that's the village. We address mm-hmm. it. We do it all online. We do it in a progressive step-by-step way, one educational lesson a day, because my thing is I've got to get you past eat less and exercise more because that's the mm-hmm. thinking. Look, coach, David, just tell me what to eat. Tell me how to exercise. I'll be on my way. Thanks so much. You yeah. know, I don't need anything else. The thing is, is that that's easy. I can do that in five words, eat less mm-hmm. and exercise more. Done. I guess you're cured now. You yeah. know, you're not, you know, mm-hmm. and Still so what else is needed? All, the, all, all that's needed is everything else. And so it is all the other things, the other parts, the things I'm talking about are needed. And we address those things step-by-step progressively without overwhelming people. Our whole mission is lose it one more time for the last time. If you own a business, Elite Benefits of America wants to remind you that health insurance open enrollments are either happening now or coming very quickly. And this is the time to review and implement a health care plan to make or keep you as the employer of choice. Deadlines for open enrollment range between November 1st and January 1st. Get ahead of the curve. The Small Business Special Enrollment Period, part of the Affordable Care Act, now allows employers with 49 employees and under to offer health benefits without contributing a dime to the employee plan. Help your employees save money on taxes with health insurance they're already paying for with their hard-earned dollars. Butch Zemar from Elite Benefits of America wants you to reach out to him today. Visit EliteBenefits.net or call 708-535-3006. You had made some comments where there's a lot of six-week programs, 10-week programs, and and you make yours, I believe, 18 weeks, and there's a valid reason for that. Can you share that real quick before we wrap up? Yes. So when I, when I started this years ago, I was in my early 30s, and I was in the eat less, exercise more. Just do it. Nike, let's do it. Just do it, you know? And it wasn't that cut and dry, but it was pretty close. It was before I wrote my book. And, and I also realized even after I wrote my book, I tried to do five, six, seven week programs. I'm like, I can teach you what you need to know. I mean, I can do this in five, six, seven weeks. And if I teach it and now you know it, well, now you can just go do it. And what I saw is recidivism was still high. You know, relapse was still high. Obesity is a chronic relapsing condition. My commitment since I realized five, six, seven, eight weeks stuff doesn't work is that my commitment is to knocking out the relapsing part. It's going to be chronic, meaning we're going to have to put some energy into it 
at all times. Not the same energy. You know, if you're starting, you're 50 pounds overweight, the energy is going to take up front will be a little more than what's going to take in maintenance because you've got so many other things in the back of your brain. It's subconscious at this point. Your habits are in mm-hmm. place. We got it. But it's it's going to take some, you know, it's going to take some effort up front. Um, but it, it can be won. And that's that's really the message, you know, that I want to get across. It can be won if it's really addressed in the comprehensive way, but in a way where someone can really implement it you know, into their daily life in the crazy busy world. Cause all of that we have to consider too. And I do, it's a crazy busy world. Leaders, leaders of companies, um, employees, everybody, it's, it's crazy busy and it has to fit. So um, yeah, we, we make sure that it does. We make sure that your online time is not overwhelming. You know, the way we've, we've transitioned to our lessons being one minute a day one video lesson a day with a little bit of extra reading with an ability to read or to, to see and, you know, view more if you want. Uh, you were saying early on, yeah, my book's 500 pages. And if you, you know, it's going to make your eyes just kind of glaze over after the sure. first, you know, um, mm-hmm. and I get that. So we've really transitioned to meet society where we all are now, time constrained and short attention spans, but still how can we do that and have it be effective? Because ultimately I want you to win. So the six week, so I was like, all right, it doesn't, what I found is recidivism relapse was still there. And I still remember making a phone call to one of my best friends who was um, helping me coach at the time. And I said, I've got to increase this to at least 18 weeks. And he goes, really? I said, and I told him, I said, I don't want to do it. And here's the, it was real selfish. I didn't want to do it because it was going to be a ton of work to create the curriculum to really make it effective and have it be robust and have it be, you know, for an 18 week program. Well, now I laugh because I've got years of curriculum now, you know, I mean, but when I first did it going from six weeks to 18 weeks was a lot of work. And then, and then we also need to be personally involved, not just fly birdie fly. Hey, six weeks, you got the information, fly birdie fly, catch you later. You know, let me know how life goes. No, it needs to be with continued support. And the thing is, I look at it so differently now. Back then, it was like, this is going to be hard as as me, the developer. It's going to be hard to do the curriculum. It's going to be hard to put it all together. It's going to be, it was, but it's what needed to be done. And so I did it not because I didn't even charge more for it. It wasn't that. It wasn't like six weeks is this and 18 weeks is three times the money. It was 18 weeks is going to be a minimum kind of buy-in so that even if it's somebody that needs to lose 10 pounds, We'll get those 10 pounds off in six weeks or less. Okay. We'll get it off in six weeks or less. But then what? Mm-hmm. You cross a hundred meter sprint line, throw your hands to the side and go, I broke the tape. I'm done. That's what a lot of people do. I broke the tape. You know what I mean? A hundred meter sprint. It's a hundred meter sprint. I broke the tape. I'm done. Thank God I'm done. I can go back to what I was doing. Yeah. And so they do. And then they relapse, regain the weight. My Ours is, okay, you made it. Congratulations. You got the 10 pounds off. Now what? Don't you, you want to maintain it? You're not a wrestler trying to make weight, right? Right. I mean, you're not, a, you know, somebody that has a weight class. You're just a living, free, you know, free breathing, living human being in society mm-hmm. who doesn't need to make a weight class. So you don't want to regain it. So now we're going to take the next 12 weeks at a minimum to focus on maintenance. Mm-hmm. What about the person that has 50 to 70 pounds to lose, not 10? In six weeks, we can, they can lose about 10% of their starting body weight. They can. They can lose about 10% of their starting body weight safely, healthfully, everything else. So wherever they start, if, you know, if it's um, if they're 300 pounds, they can lose 30 in six weeks. I'm not saying they should. I'm not saying it's a must. I'm not saying it's the most common, but they can. 
I'm just saying what happens then? They had 50, 70, 90, 150 pounds to lose. We need more time. They're not even at goal yet. So what can we do in 18 weeks? In 18 weeks, we can lose 20, 25% of what they started with. We re made real nice headway to the ultimate. It's going to take time. The support mechanisms need to stay in place. Um, the things that get you to goal are the things you're going to need to have in place for quite some time. The tools, the strategies, the support, the education are the things you're going to need to keep in place at a lower intensity. It's not the same intensity throughout. You know, again, when it's all front brain work, you don't even know how to brush your teeth. That's kind of, yeah. it's like, how do you brush your teeth? You pick up the toothbrush and then you got to put the toothpaste on it. And then you, if you had to think about that, your brain would just hurt. <laughs> Early on, there's some things that are front brain oriented that aren't subconscious that are going to be like, how do I do this? And, and you learn it. We, again, we make it step by step. But it gets easier and easier because the habits really start coming in. It starts getting pushed back to the subconscious. You kind of go like, I got it. I know it. Just like anything else you've ever done in life that you got good at. Um, you got to put sure. in the reps. You know, that's kind yeah. of how we say it. You got to put in the reps. And if you put in the reps and, and people do, our clients do it every day from every walk of life, um, you just get better and better. And it takes less energy to kind of keep it all going. And I look at it this way, too. It's like getting a jet off the tarmac. How much energy does it take to get that jet rolling it up off the runway, off the tarmac? Mm -hmm. Huge amount of energy compared to 30,000 feet cruising, you know, uh, and so it's kind of like that with regard to the initial early stages versus the maintenance. But that's why we start with 18 weeks, because mm -hmm. no matter what you've got to lose, we know you want to maintain it. You're going to need support for that. And if you've got a lot of weight to lose, six weeks just isn't going to cut it. 18 weeks might not cut it, but you're going to have a huge, you're just going to be massively further ahead in 18 weeks. Um, that can then be just incredibly motivating. In six weeks, in two weeks, it's motivating. You know, sometimes it's it's the first 24 hours where you just start to put practices in place and you haven't lost a pound yet. But you're like, okay, I'm finally doing things that feel authentic to supporting the good, healthy, vibrant life that I want. And a good piece of me knows I deserve. This has definitely been great. I know it's a little long from our some of our listeners, but I... It, it, it's great content and our listeners will be able to break it apart. And so I appreciate your time. If anybody wanted to look at the university or get in touch with you, what are some ways, and we'll have it in the show notes too, but uh, on the audio portion, what, what are some ways to actually get a uh, hold of you? You bet. So I just say, I'll just keep it simple. Um, I would say just two websites to kind of just jot down. I'll give you both of these two, Bush for the show mm -hmm. notes and whatnot. Mm -hmm. At the individual level, um, lluniversity.com. That's more for that end user, consumer, you know, the, mm -hmm. the individual person level, lluniversity.com. But in that obesity specialist corporate space, it would be lifestyleatwork.com. And that's all spelled out. The at is not the at sign. It's lifestyleatwork.com. And that's, that's where we make it um, no upfront cost to the employer, no financial cost to the employer if they don't want it to be. If they want to reward employees who are successful on the back end, that's up to them. But you'll be, you'll be, if you do it, you're rewarding employees who have shown they did the work, a minimal amount, whatever it may be, to be decided upon, blah, blah, blah. But they've done it. Um, they satisfactorily completed the first 18 weeks, you know, or whatever. Um, and that's how we just remove all the risk. And, um, you know, we love helping employers add it to whatever else they already have. Or if they have yeah. nothing, because it's been this huge barrier because they're going to spend all this money and people aren't going to use it. Now they don't have to spend all this money to at least get their foot in the door and be offering something that's truly 
can truly move the needle instead of I took a survey and I, I gave them a, you know, whatever. This has definitely been great. We'll have those in the show notes. Uh, we'll have this posted on social media as well. I appreciate uh, your time and the energy you put to all, this pe- all these people in the village. Thanks so much, Butch. It's been a, been a real pleasure.